You are welcome to the Nigerian Filmmaker, a podcast about Nigerian filmmakers, their films, and how we can build a diverse and functional industry. I'm your host, Sele Gott. On this episode, my guest is Ikea Day Oria Day. He's the managing editor of What Kept Me Up, a digital agency covering the film industry. We talk about gatekeepers, film festivals, and the importance of the film press in the growth of Nollywood. If you're a new listener, you're welcome and I hope you enjoy. Hi, Ikea Day. You're welcome to the Niger Filmmaker. Um, good morning. Thanks for having me here. All right, so can you introduce yourself? Um, my name is um, Ikea Day Oriade, the managing editor and the founder of What Kept Me Up, a digital media agency that tries to provide these um, press solutions for Nollywood, since we don't have a lot of it going on around. So, yeah, we write film reviews film essays and post news. Okay. You know, you said you run this um, digital media agency. Did you have a previous life in film? Did you work in the industry before? Oh, mm, no. I've just been a fan, but no, I've not particularly been a filmmaker in the past, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm a student of film in a kind of way because I've studied culture and sociology, which are important aspects of movie making at the at the level of story writing and that kind of thing right but yeah and i've also had internships right at a film production company but i've not exactly been like oh an industry expert or someone who has been working in the industry as a particular thing like a set runner or a cinematographer or as a writer or something like that yeah so this is like the first major thing i would be doing in nollywood as an expert so to say Okay. When did you start? What kept me up? Uh, what kept me up started like a couple of years ago. That was about maybe about four or five years. But it was more of a personal blog back then, right? Yeah. I used to do most of the, the writings and the <laughs> frequency used to range from writing back to back in a particular month and going three, five months without publishing anything again. So, But then as what it is today, I started last year. January, January 2021. And yeah, we got more writers and yeah, who understand film to which we understood, right? And then, yeah, and then we've been going for over a year now as what we what we are to do. All right. You said you study sociology and culture and these different um, aspects connect to film. Can you explain that further? Uh, yeah, I think at the, uh, for example, picking out uh, culture, culture uh, comprises of music, film, books, and so many other things of a particular of a particular group of, of people. But then, I've in my during my studies, I've tried to focus a lot on my coursework, doing a lot of things that that pertain to films, right, and also sociology, I believe. Almost every good, no, not that every good writer has to be a philosopher, but they have this brain for for the philosophy of life or the philosophy of people or human relationships, which covers, which sociology also covers in some kind of way, right? The way you yeah. build your character, the way you write your story. Well, again, not that you have to be a philosopher, you need to have studied, but then a lot of people have, they've, they've 
try to understand this through, even if they've not studied this, right? But then they try to understand this aspect of things by reading books and immersing themselves in past works in that kind of way. That's why yeah. I think culture and sociology forms an interesting aspect of, of filmmaking. Okay. As, as a whole industry, I, I mean, it's not that we represent one thing right now, but what do you think our movies are saying about us as the people in Nigeria? Uh, so I guess, I mean, the uh, recent movies, was what they are, if people are watching us outside us, so what our movies will be telling them, right? Yeah. And um, people will see our movies, they'll see, they'll see us as, um, they would wonder if we actually are, if we actually the kind of country that understand us to be right. I'm not saying that we shouldn't, we shouldn't portray, that the bad things shouldn't be portrayed, but then they would say, oh, okay, things are actually perfect and all right on that side of the world or, or uh, yeah, a lot of parting and those kind of things. I think that's how they understand, that, oh, this is quite a, I, such a high standard of living, but then they're like, other ways uh, these stories could be told to to cover the other side of life, be through sat satirical means or yeah, or direct criticism of him, but that might be hard, a little bit hard in a country, in a country like Nigeria, understandably. Yeah, yeah, but then I think as an outsider, they would like me, I've even, I've even had friends, right, asking, oh, do you have this such, uh, such level of, uh, wealth or something, yeah, I believe we have, but then it's just like a really small group of people at the top, and yeah. that's almost an unfair thing for. Oh, because for example, now you see, I think Glamour Girls is, I think they said it's trending in in South America. Yeah, it's broken some records. It's like a global hit, and I think people watching this says something right there. Okay, they are even if they say film shouldn't be film isn't education. Film isn't this, film isn't that. By the end of the day, people pick things from the movies they watch, whether yeah. they like it or not, whether it has been unconscious, but then it's ingrained in their memory as how they understand the group of people. And yeah, so Glamour Girls, in some kind of way, doing that or in uh, in South America, maybe we also have people who love Nigeria and all of that, they put them. It's almost kind of like a um, false or to be like a tilted understanding. But then there's still time to do to or to make so many more movies that will balance the scale on who we are as a whole and as a country. Mm. Okay, so apart from balancing the scale, what do you think? Um, you know, we're losing out on by not accurately representing what Nigeria is. You know, we show the glamorous part, we show the opulence, the money, but there's this other part that um we don't show. I mean, like a movie like um. Aim of Fair showed that other side of Nigeria by a lot of filmmakers not telling those kind of stories. What what are we missing out on? Okay, maybe I could just go in two stages. First would be film as an export, right? We are missing out on uh, the kind of, of stories or what we are sending out to people out there, what we are exporting out there to the people. Yeah who live in other countries, right? We are not exactly representing the entire thing, right? And then, yeah, when other people come and tell our stories or the other kind of stories that might, that might be, that should be told, like maybe the historical ones and they, they tell it wrongly, then we shouldn't blame them for that entirely. And then the other level will be, it's also needed for the, the future generations, which I, I might be, I'm marrying it a lot, maybe on my 
Twitter account or something. I mentioned a lot this yeah. idea of documentation, film as a form of documented uh, material, right? When people watching this ages or years later, they might have film is a sort of an archive, right? So they would might have a slightly false understanding of things that happened, right, mm. in this period. But then when I mention things like this, people think, oh, it's overblown. Film isn't that important. Of course, they are not using those part these particular words, but then this oh, film is just for entertainment. It's just mm. for fun. It's not that deep. But I'm not saying every film should be deep. Every film doesn't have to be deep. But then then there's this level of nuance or this level of oh okay yeah I'm trying to and even every filmmaker at least can have that back of their mind that okay if this movie is is looked back on in future what would a cultural student for example was to do close reading or analysis of your of your material what would they bring out of it what would they understand about this time period about this era would they understand oh there was so much money in the society of course they, there might be other things to balance it out maybe when they see the economic reports and all of that but then oh but then they will be asking themselves why were the movies just showing this part and not this part which yeah. may be a little bit of a of a, of a headache for them, but I'll leave that to them in the future to deal with. So I guess with the uh, reviews and our uh, essays, we, we try to be, we try to make, uh, am I to my writers, try, make it to be social, political aware, right? Don't mm. just, your film isn't a, is it an enclosed space? You should look out there, let it be aware. So when we put that into our reviews and our essays, I see it also as a form of archive, right? When people read them also, they can have an understanding of, oh, okay, this is what was actually happening in this period. Oh, people actually craved for more stuff. And it's not like, oh, it's not like uh, the demand for for this particular, for example, maybe the wedding movie is not like, the, the, the demand is high because uh -huh. tickets, returns and sales say so. But then at the end of the day, we also have the other side where people also wanted more of these ones also and not just these particular ones yeah so i guess film as an export what it will tell people about us and then film as an archive that is documenting up this particular period what would it tell the future generations about us hopefully yeah. it won't be like an entire representation yeah definitely um you know like I guess not a lot of films have captured like the political, you know, backdrop of what Nigeria has been through. The difference is so great because you watch other movies and maybe this story is happening with certain political or historical events as backdrops, but, you know, a good number of um, Nigerian films tend to just be isolated in their bubble. I mean, part of it is like, okay, you're telling a story, you're shooting everything in the house, you never leave the house, you don't know what's happening in the wider world. And yeah. I'm, I mean, I think, yeah, we're doing a bit of disservice to ourselves because, I mean, we have, a, we have a rich history, you know, you can always draw on certain things, play on what is happening in the wider environment with what is happening in your story. But yeah, like, what, what are your thoughts um, cinema in Nigeria is not that old. And before now, stories passed down from, you know, grandparents and all that tended to be cautionary tales, you know. So from that, we moved to drama and now we're doing films, we're doing cinema. And, you know, there's this expectation from the audience that, um, you know, there should be lessons in every film that you watch. And if there are no lessons, 
um, yeah, the film didn't do good. What are your thoughts on that? I'll say films don't necessarily have to have a message. They don't necessarily have to have a clear message or that oh, um, drugs are bad or ladies shouldn't go into prostitution or whether prostitution is right or wrong in society or whether this or that. It doesn't have to have a clear message. Even, I guess, my best or my the movies that I would say that I would actually respect when they leave things ambiguous, right? To, to mm. leave watchers to make an understanding of what they've just watched. It should mess with your head a little bit, make you think, not just stay on a clear side that, okay, this is the side we are on. It should leave you a little bit in the middle to think. And by the time you are thinking, right, by the time the movie is making you think, and not that they are telling to off your brain or something, by the time it's making you think and it's making you, uh, making you yeah, just weigh the options, then you come to certain sound judgments yourself. And which I think, a lot of uh, works, maybe it's, it, it's almost like a general Nigerian thing for us, almost sadly, right? A lot of our works, even this might be going a little bit to the education, right? They, it's mostly like spoon feeding. Yeah. The teacher comes to class, dictates notes, you write down, you close the books, you go back home, that kind of thing. We really have to critically engage with certain materials. So by the time people like us want to engage with materials in certain way, People will call our works dissertations. And our film now, this one will be dissertation now, but uh-huh. <laughs> this is like a standard analytical something that I think people should even know how to do already in secondary school yeah. before getting into university. But then at this point, then I don't I, I don't blame them, but then they should embrace the this change that we're trying to bring. That okay, okay, these films can actually be engaged this way. While film might be entertainment for something, there are some that understand it a different way and they understand the implications. Because the commonness of film has made us to really see it as something that is just ordinary, but then it's beyond that and it's not sad, but then it's really like, like there's this passion. Like, okay, I wish people could would understand this, but then I guess with time they would, because mm-hmm. I see the changes happening, these discussions taking place every week, every hour, every minute concerning Nollywood, which, which makes me, which makes me, which makes me happy about, oh, these this conversations are happening now, these discussions are, are happening now, and I'm happy that, oh, I'm right there at the moment where, where it's happening, and I can also chip in my own opinion when I can. So I think films don't have to be, don't have to pass a message, but then lay your points down, lay your stories down, and make people, I think you, you get the best judgments when you, when you engage with something, not just when something has been given to you, because yeah. I think that's when you engage with a particular book or a material when you are studying as a cultural student, when you have to do the close reading of older books or something to understand the author's mind, you would understand it better. It sticks in your brain better than when a teacher has just come to class and stated historical points from point A to point B to point C. That way you would even have to cram, oh, in 1990 something, this happened in 1991, which might be a little bit added. But when you engage with it yourself or with these things yourself, when the movie hasn't provided you with a clear ending, of course, not that all movies shouldn't provide you with a clear ending, but then when it doesn't, then while you're doing other things, you and then you become into realizations, interesting takes that, oh, okay, life is actually like this and not like, oh, people on this side actually see this way and not this way and in some kind of way to help us not to just be quite um, maybe myopic and not just to see things, oh, the filmmaker said this is how it is and that is how it should be and that is right or wrong, but mm. try to make things a little bit ambiguous and let people just engage with it, let us, let, because that's part of the 
the work on the, on the audience side of things. And again, I think Nigerians, the Nigerian audience, we are not lazy as filmmakers. I think we are, we are definitely not. People yeah. want to watch things that will make them really engage with it and give their feedback and talk and that kind of thing. And I think we are getting there gradually. The filmmakers who really want to make, make such such interesting stuff and quote and unquote deep or art yeah, art like the art cinema and that kind of thing yeah. yeah all right so um agencies like yours um are doing a very important service to nollywood you know through these film essays the film reviews the work you do how do you think it helps the growth of nollywood it helps most importantly maybe the documentation aspect helping the future generations to understand how this era was not just from the sides of the filmmaker right if we don't have the press they would only understand it from one side entirely it's only balanced i think the press should always be there to serve as a watchdog or counterbalance when things are going wrong or when things are we should be able to report a different side to it and not just that one press should be available one agency should be available of course we need many people. I always say it. We need more people to come and write film reviews, film essays. Our what kept me up's opinion is not absolute. It's not the final, right? There are different uh -huh. ways these things can be interpreted, that can be understood. That oh, then you can even believe two opinions. It's not like you are believing um, opinion A and opinion B is totally trash. I tell you about how you support your argument, right? Based on uh -huh. what you've got in from the movie. So which like oh please people come and write to come and write to this is actually something that will be interesting when we so I think more and more uh agencies and outlets are popping out right and they also that uh outlets like shock ng which and they really do interesting stuff with uh numbers and finances in in Nollywood which has yeah. which is on that aspect like oh thank god it's not just criticism and criticism. This is an agency that is also doing something else entirely with the numbers and our budget and our, our revenue and all of that, getting yeah. into the filmmakers' mind and their, 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 their head, how these people think, how they come up with their, how they want to make their movie and the production and the production and all of that. And we also have our side. We are, while we also do a bit of that, but then not so much, we are more in the, in the, uh, screening stage where we watch the movie and then we might do interviews when we get the chance to yeah. and also write our reviews and then write our essays when it's an important movie that's really dealt with a particular aspect that, oh we could write an essay on this or oh, this movie connects to this particular issue or connects to this particular older movie that kind of thing so which all balances out by the time you have one agency doing the finances another one writing criticism and that one might even be on youtube just making video essays, which is also an, another interesting aspect of things that I can't wait for more people to get into for Nollywood. But for now, people still think, oh, it does. It of course it doesn't pay in Nollywood, but then it's just about people who have the passion for it at the moment and are not worried about whether they are getting paid or not. But then I think in the long run, with the amount of um, production and project that we'll be getting, right, with the with the uh, emergence of Streaming service coming, streaming services coming into the industry and yeah. trying to get the film out, stories out there. They can't, they can't uh, promote these movies all on their own. They will need press. They will need agencies like ours, right, to to help them with their with their uh, outreach and to 
with their coverage here to cover the, their stories and their movies because at the moment we have so many Nollywood movies not to talk of when Disney Plus comes, HBO comes, but now we have Netflix and Amazon Prime. Yeah. So the work we do, it's I think it's all important. While not just us, but then what others also bring to the table and all together, and I think it helps to bring uh, an industry that is ready for I think growth. Because oh. by the time we are starting, we we are like we are triggering and we are uh, we are triggering conversations and that's really important right we are conversing and it's not just to be it shouldn't just be um conversations of old or of, of the past it should be conversations that's pushing us forward but some might even say criticism is not important or you don't need criticism to grow but then i'll disagree it's it's needed if you actually even if you don't agree right you don't have to agree you don't have to put in you could react the way you want to that's totally fine it's understandable right we don't we don't have control over how you feel about it but then don't just uh don't just put like a cover or like that oh criticism is bad and that is that there are way more things that criticism does for a film or for an industry which is beyond just saying what this movie or not because at the end of the day Resources given to a particular given to a particular project is resources taken from another project, and yeah. then the press should really be there to serve as a oh we're trying to balance the scale and also mm. helping people to find new new voices out there and filmmakers out there. Yeah, definitely, and I think um, apart from giving a bit of context for like the future, I think it also kind of gives a lot of Nigerian projects visibility. So, you know, yes. you release a film, you search on Google, and then you see an article to go with that film. And yeah, it just validates yes. the work that the filmmakers are doing. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Okay, so um, what kept me up? I um, reported heavily, like when the um, annual film mischief was happening. How important is it, you know, for the press also to be covering the festival circuits? uh yeah and festivals are interesting interesting places as one of the i think the the, the festival director that we're going to be or maybe shango doni who was a producer on aim of it he said in an interview that festivals are like this this um channel for filmmakers to get their films out there to multiple people not just the audience but then to potential potential distributors but of course Nollywood is not there yet right because we don't mm. have distributors coming to bid for movies right at the festivals right yeah. but then at some point this would happen with the number of filmmakers coming up so I think the press what's our what's our role here what's our job here again providing interviews getting most especially because I think festivals are really also like a, a good point for upcoming filmmakers right to to showcase themselves and their work that's where you get like oh this this um not fair criticism but like this criticism that doesn't of course go too hard on you because you are new and the people understand that like this is your first work you want to see what you want to see the potential what or what are the possibilities that this person has and the press being there would help to to um push this voice out there. Oh, there's this new exciting filmmaker who is doing this, who's doing that, that you should know about. That would be the, the job of the of the press covering the festival in this kind of way. Yeah. Okay. Can you tell us three random facts about yourself? Uh random facts about myself. 
most movies I've seen at the cinema in a day were three movies, I think. Yeah, three. I saw three movies in a day okay. in the cinema. Can I remember the movies you saw? Uh, no, I don't. I think to Quiet Place, it was when Quiet Place came out. Quiet Place, I remember Quiet Place, but I don't remember the other two. I, I didn't watch Oreo usually, but then it was my birthday that yes, I just, okay, let me just watch and watch and watch movies. Yeah. Yeah, so possibly movies that released around the time the first Quiet Place came out. Yeah. yeah. And that's my record for the most cinema movies in a day. Okay. And also, fun fact, yeah, I grew up, I have lived in Ibadan. Yeah, I grew up in Ibadan. So, and, and most of our yeah, writers are, and our, our yeah, are, and our team members are based or from have their roots from Ibadan. Yeah. While Lagos is making the movies and you know, Ibadan should be balancing the scale with yeah. the cultural essays and with the with the cultural deep thoughts. Yeah, I think that's like a good balance yeah. <laughs> that everything won't come from Lagos. Yeah. Uh-huh. And yeah. What, and what the final one. Uh-huh. My favorite team is Arsenal. Yeah, that's it seems they are doing good business in the transfer window right now. Yeah, so far it's been good. Hopefully it doesn't end that way. Yeah, I am an Arsenal fan too, so yeah, hopefully this is season. Oh, okay, I'm going to <laughs> Yeah, definitely. In different countries, you know, they have, basically there's a lineup of festivals and how they feed into award season and all that Currently, like, what are your thoughts on the festival circuit? So, like, the combination, the timings of the different festivals? Uh, I think for now, like, every almost every other thing in Nollywood, there's no, like, exact structure, organization guiding everything. Most people are just doing their own, in their own ways. And it's not, it's not particularly geared towards a particular award or gen- Oh, I want to start a festival. Okay, this is the data. I don't think there's particular thought that is guiding this. That okay, this is so we can get into this award. Or the, I think it's just most people's at this point. A lot of things are just oh, initiative from uh, singular individuals or bright minds who want to see these changes, who want to develop the the film culture, the cinema culture in mm. Nigeria, but this is a really important uh, aspect also that we've missed in the past, right? We've not had the time to develop a, an actual an actual cinema, an actual uh, cinema cinema culture, which is why we understand film a little bit. Uh, most of our people understand film a little bit, a little bit different, a little bit differently. So that's why I think at the moment, it's no, there's no exactly, there's no exact overarching um, organization that's guiding all of our festivals at the moment. It's just individual brilliance and spark and innovation going, mm. on, going on out there now, I believe. I believe. Yeah. Sometimes they even know if festival is happening until like two weeks before, which is also like a shame, or like one week before, like, oh, there's no promotion at all, uh, nothing at all, which is quite strange, and I don't understand how this thing yeah. Well, I'm st- oh, I'm still trying to understand how this thing works sometimes when there's no prior. Maybe there is, but not widespread enough, right? But then I think more more um, information could be put in advance. Even if I know it's quite hard to do 
to have this long-term planning in Nigeria. If you can have like fixed dates every year, even if it will be shifted, it will still fall around that time, right? Oh, yeah. This is when we'll be holding our festival every year. But then there are a lot of factors that that go against such planning in the country. So I can understand why that is not happening also. Yeah, so I think that would be a really good thing when, oh, no, this, film, this festival happens. Oh, usually in the first quarter of the year, this one, second quarter, this one, third quarter, but uh-huh. not just random vibes and things like that. Okay, so that ties into my next question. Um, you know, these festivals feeding content for the award season. So right now in Nigeria, yeah, there's AMA, there's EMVCA. I don't think these two, particularly these two awards are kind of meeting the whole need of the industry because it's kind of like a feedback system, right? That you make a film and, you know, you submit it for consideration at an award and, you know, it's, it's what is awarded that is reinforced. And for people that care about awards, you know, they take note and they come back next year with whatever was awarded the previous year. What do you think our current awards are lacking what could be improved about them? Uh, awards, sadly, we don't have like, yeah, the, for me personally, there's no one particular award that I can say, oh, when this award body gives a movie this name, oh, I would actually trust and say, okay, yeah, I'm beating my chest and standing behind this one. And uh, yeah, we even published uh, this uh, essay recently that covers the MVC and things they should do to. <laughs> So improve. So people should check this out when you can just go to our page and search for AMBC and it will pop out. Yeah. So one of the points was that they should engage the press more, right? Yeah. Or maybe it's a little bit selfish because it's in my own interest. But then mm-hmm. they should engage the press more, share information with us, right? Let us know when how you've accepted this uh, nomination. Maybe it's a lot of work or resources that will go into that. I don't know. Yeah. But then, once you've decided to do this, then you should do it well. So share information with us what were the what, what the criteria right for accepting these movies how did that go about how many submissions did you have those even if it's won't be going public let the press understand this um, how did you come about your jury most times they just tell us what the edge the edge jury is but then we don't know the rest of the members yeah. how do the voting cards or the voting points come about such information should even be readily available on your on your website or on your on your page, which we sadly don't have. And then for AMVCA, which is like the one that people respect and celebrate a lot, it's attached to multi-choice. Yeah, I think, yeah, to DSTV, which is one of the, yeah, so which also makes it a little bit tricky and funny sometimes that, oh, should that even be? So at the end of the day, I think we've not, we don't have that, that uh, award body yet that I would say, okay, this, this award body, is actually consistent in their rules. They are consistent in their, yeah, in their rules, in their uh, selection of movies and things like that. They are not consistent. Mostly, they are just always going here and there. And I don't know, maybe just to just to give out award or just to uh, say, oh, this year this award has taken place and that kind of thing. Yeah, but yeah, I think so. Such improvements will be needed just sharing with the press what needs what needs to be known and how the process has gone has gone about. And then yeah, I think that's also something the press also could work towards too gradually because I think the press also could hold an award 
event. I think it's still quite too early for that, right? Because they don't mm. yet understand us or or love us that much yet. But then I think just because just that as a as a kind of yearly list or something, or oh, the press or the Nollywood presses, or oh, these are the ten or the five movies we think you should watch, right? Yeah. It would, and if they are like really at the really good ones, people would actually trust. Oh, every year we are anticipating this list that we know. Okay, these movies are the definite best, and then maybe ten years down the line, then an actual event can start to take place. But then it yeah. will just start as a list, as a yearly list, in that yeah. kind of manner. Yeah. But for now, the award bodies we have so far, I'm not the biggest fan of, yeah. of what they do. I mean, I think, um, I mean, you don't, we don't even have to wait 10 years to have like a particular award that the Nollywood film press, you know, kind of gives. Oh, I, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to be humble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think it's just organization and um, I guess unity because, again, if if the people making the films don't read these awards, then, yeah, it's not going to kind of solidify the legitimacy of the award, I guess. Yeah. All right, so, um, I mean, the fact that you cover um, cinema releases and also um, movies coming out on the streaming platforms, I'm sure you must have noticed some trends, some insights. Um, what's, what are some of those, you know, um, things you have discovered, especially like, you know, a number of movies have come out this year. Do you think Nollywood is moving in a new direction? What are your observations so far? Uh, yeah, thank you for the question. Just this morning, we published our Nollywood movies of the year so far. We had like four movies, right, out of like maybe 20 or 20 plus movies that have been released. So we're able to get like four movies that we think people should should see. And I'll say things are getting better, of course, but then it's all about who, which set of people are ready to make the needed change or to make the needed important tweaks in the right places and not in the wrong places, mm. right? So, and I think it, and it, the year started beautifully well, in my opinion, from my perspective with the Chief Daddy movie. That was a beautiful movie. <laughs> of course, not in, the, not in the sense of the quality, but in the sense of what it provided right the reality it brought us back to right and i think that was quite poetic starting the year with chief daddy too like i'm like wow who writes who, who is this god controlling this universe it was like mm. so nice i'm like okay yeah so it brought us back people i think people went back definitely to their drawing board went back to think a little bit and to tweak things and maybe possibly some people who have maybe had such movies coming out maybe they went back to the editing room to change a few things or maybe not but then Imagine that, I think, so that kind of level of conversation that happened on the first day of the year. Then going to, I think, the next one that came out, which was really applauded and loved, was uh, for Maria Ebu Bataki, which mm -hmm. has been in the festival circuit like for the last two, three years, I think, so at least two years. And then mm -hmm. finally landing on Netflix from an indie filmmaker, right? Who would you, from someone who would usually not have the, and maybe that one would imagine, oh, doesn't have the, con would have not had the connection for a long time to get it on Netflix, but finally it got there and I, oh yeah. And then I was scared, right? I'm not lying. I was like, people love this movie, people like it because I saw it last year at the Nollywood, I think Paris, Nollywood Week Festival. And then, and I was like, I saw the reaction. I was like, I was glad that, wow, okay. People actually 
know what is good. Okay, the audience, yeah, the, the, the story and everything, they didn't find it like they didn't call it boring or even though maybe some said it was boring, but then they understood where it was going, the kind of movie it was. So yeah. that kind of uh, the, the comparison and seeing what they got on the first day of the year and seeing people embrace for Maria made me hopeful. And then also going towards the rest of the year too, I think uh, Amazon Prime coming in and acquiring quite a number of movies at the go and then uh, Ink Blood at a number of cinema movies which were in what kept me up opinion, mostly disappointment but then there are a lot of filmmakers and i but i respect him blocked right for giving filmmakers different filmmakers chances and then also on screenwriters right putting mm. bringing them into the mix and help me, making them get the work done but then for now it's just about the execution of the story and what goes on on a deeper on a on a deeper level and i think i've also been telling people that this is like this is like a breaking point for for Nollywood or that, you know, that kind of that moment when a material, you've been beating it, beating, beating. So it's either it breaks or it gets stronger at that moment. So you just keep beating and beating and beating and we hope it doesn't break, right? It's make or break moment. So we hope this doesn't break it, but then it just molds the industry to strive for better. And then we add um, Blood Sisters on Netflix. Oh, like, oh wow, okay. Not, not the perfect movie, but then it's also a step forward. And hopefully we are not going back again with maybe five steps backward and really keep and so seeing the director, one of the co-directors, Kenneth Gang, who is also a fine filmmaker, work for for Ebony Life, which is something I would not have thought or imagined. You know, wow, okay. So I think they're actually recognizing these talents who understand story for what mm. it should be. Because that's been one of our major criticism of our reviews so far, right? I don't if a reader who is familiar with our reviews. One thing that almost pops up in every bad review, or one negative review of a movie is story, story, story. There's a structure to story. There's a way these things should be done. But then I think these things are ignored or I don't know if they don't know it or they know it or they think Nigerians don't care about it or, or they think it's not for the Nigerian market. Or, but then that's the way we would review the movies. We want to review the movie from the aspect of uh, maybe what's in an average Nigerian audience wants to see, but then from the language of filmmaking, cinema as a language, but then you can tweak it the way you want, but then first there needs to be an understanding of this language. And even when you understand this language, you can even make five different five different films in the same genre. And then as long as it's well to people will watch and watch and watch and watch. Yeah. And you don't necessarily have to be flying from genre to genre, just so you can just so you can make different box office it. In different genres but then at the end of the day they are jumping from one category to another category just because you cannot make multiple movies in a particular genre because by the time you are making the fifth one people realize your trick and then they are getting bored that okay uh -huh. no, i can't do this again so these filmmakers they, they have to keep jumping and changing things okay we are moving to this next oh want to make the next time travel movie oh want to make the next adventure movie oh want to make the next yoruba epic so we keep flying from genre to genre when a particular one has not been has not been understood yet or fully fully welded in a, in a way that should be. And how long do we do, does that want to happen? I think every filmmaker who wants to prove that oh they know what they are doing and they really understand this thing well, you should be able to make five movies in the same genre and be able to hold people's attention and not necessarily keep switching things because at the end of the day you'll be left with almost nothing else to do. Because yeah. people realize your trick, and which was what happened with Chief Daddy, too, in some kind of way. Because I think these are movies 
this is the kind of movie people would have watched or that we have watched in the past. But then people just, oh, I think people just realized, ah, we've watched this thing before now. We've seen this thing before now. But then this is also bad on another level. And I don't think I want to start my year with this kind of movie. Maybe if it's released on a summer, on you know, in July or in August, I would have watched it. But on, in January, you know, the first day of the year, now, now fam, we are not uh-huh. watching this with you, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I think there's like a bright side to everything a lot of filmmakers are going back to learn to understand make short films i don't know maybe i'm not in the place to to educate filmmakers but i'm i come even but listening to this um i come in peace i don't mean any harm right make short films read books read watch older movies also understand the language of cinema and then from uh-huh. there on you can you can manipulate it any way you want any way you want and then i think the rest will be in the filmmakers and on whatever you decide to do at any point in time and then the audience would would love it yeah definitely what um effects do you think gatekeepers is having on what the world gets to see from nollywood yes most people compared to music or something maybe because artists can get their music directly on these these streaming services like Spotify or Apple Music, or you just have to you know some kind of someone that can do it for you. But then film works a little bit differently. And I think uh. I think the industry in the first place has failed to have its structure, you know, for for these external parties like Netflix to be able to identify these things. Where do we have the definite list of filmmakers in the country? Is there a list somewhere? online is there anything like that no uh. is there an archive no well so mostly if this service they would of course approach those at the top of the game for now those who have been controlling the game and then i guess it might be those ones who decide who they want to let you know what wants to happen and to be people they are familiar with and it might be difficult for upcoming ones but then in the long run i guess with the kind of work we are also doing i guess maybe there's also a netflix uh uh, executive who also pops in on on our blog from time to time and maybe he sees a movie like Yelp Plus, which was released recently from an indie filmmaker and it's really good one of the best movies of the year so far right and then oh he might maybe you'll, you'll get to know the movie through that means that's only if you visit our blog of course and that's one of the job that we do right so but then this kind of institution or our own outlet it has been missing in the industry for a long time the ones we've had They've not focused on film in particular. They mostly do general celebrity news or entertainment and OMB and all of that. And they add film to it as just a side thing. But yeah, we are yet to focus on film. We are yet to place filmmakers out there. We want people to see them. That You search for their name on Google. You see an interview they've done in the past. You understand their filmmaking sensibilities. You understand their potentials. You understand where they are coming from. You see a little bit of their filmography that you can go back to and say, oh, okay, this filmmaker can actually do this thing. Because with the actual quality of movies that the the uh, mainstream filmmakers are making it's all right it's fine but they are not really mm, they're not all that all that great they are not great movies so it's my i can imagine a netflix executive being pessimistic about trying out some other younger ones right even though those ones might be better because these ones that are actually that should actually be at the top of their game they are just mm, slightly above average you get so it might be hard to to for them to want to place their money on these younger filmmakers at the yeah. start 
Yeah. And this is just the start, right? Because by the time Netflix came in, uh, then the pandemic happened, different things happened. So I think that has delayed and set them back a little bit. Maybe by now we'd have seen a lot more filmmakers and all of that. But then I can imagine, and with Amazon Prime coming in, they would want to be, they'll be, they'll be open to find the best of talent. They'll be open to also train, train or educate the best of talent because there's also like a, a talent deficiency in the industry. By talent, I don't mean the actors or actresses. I mean also the creatives, the professionals who work behind the scenes who uh. carry out various, not, not even the, the actors or directors, but in various talents like Cetrona uh, or the grip or the, we don't have enough based on what I've heard, right? So we need more people who, who do these things, costume designers, VFX people. We need more and more and more, right? So by the time these people are getting trained, more people are doing this. We're having more cinematographers. We're having more people who can work behind the scenes. I think gradually and gradually, the so-called gates that has been kept will crash because then they are no longer needed in some kind of way. Yeah. Because these people can get their information from the press, from Shock NG. Shock NG also, I think they also do a fine job of um of putting uh, younger filmmakers out there. You go to their page, you go to our page, you go to another page that exists also, that is also putting younger filmmakers out there. And the, the streaming service executive can read up on them, can get to know more about them. But then, as I said, the structure has been missing in the past. So uh. it's a little bit money that we're talking about here. <laughs> so it's a little bit hard to just want to place your money on, on just a random person just because, oh, the first this person has made a movie but then again let me bring you back to the festival circuit so that's also a point our festivals can reach right in in the near future as the uh the surreal 16 they have like this um this festival also that they started last year but i think don't make it every two years or so i'm not sure if okay. i remember correctly so it's also like this indie creative filmmakers also want to embrace uh movies that are outside the mainstream mainstream uh, categories. And so gradually, by the time these people are aware of these festivals and beyond AFRIF that most people know, I think they would start to uh, attract these people. These people will start to attend these festivals to want to know the next big thing. Because now I'm sure they know what Dami Lola Rimogunje can do with the love for Maria God, with the success that of course it might not be the success of Omoghetto, but then it's a success on its own. They know oh when we when we require this kind of movie, we can approach Mr. Mimogunje and possibly Mr. Mimogunje, it's also in, in his own place from there on to connect to connect his peers or his colleagues to Netflix, right? Because I think he has a way in now. So uh. I don't I don't expect it would get keep right because he understands how it has been for him. He understands what it will take for the, for filmmaking in the country to be elevated. So I think it's in its place then to, of course, it doesn't have to, but then to say, oh, okay, to, to want to work with other filmmakers or even um, or even connect these filmmakers, other filmmakers to Netflix and say, oh, yeah, they are that, they are, I know that people will make also fine things and, and he, that, that, that he can vouch for. And maybe that's also like a, another form of, of cabal or something that would grow from there on, but then not to use the word cabal, which has a negative connotation yeah. to it. But then like, yeah, to just keep plugging your people in and from there on, it keeps growing and growing and growing and more people are, are eating, so to say, from this move, from this money, from this filmmaking money, or more people are getting, are getting their, 
their food, their daily bread from it. So I guess you just have to know how to connect your people. And once you are in, make sure you are making good stuff. That's why we really need to also make really good things. And the upcoming filmmakers, they shouldn't, they shouldn't think they want to make movies like the mainstream just to get in because why would Netflix come to you when they can get an average movie from the mainstream filmmakers? So if, if you're an upcoming filmmaker, make something different, make something really peculiar, make something really special, not what they can always get from the mainstream filmmakers. If they want something like that, they will get it from the mainstream filmmakers who are already available, right? So you that are upcoming, it's in your place not to make, make sound movies, make movies that really make people really engage with their with their minds and that kind of thing and yeah just make your story well structured and i think from there on these people will start to notice you they'll start to know you and it's just time right it's just time netflix just needs to settle amazon prime needs to settle they need to balance and look at what's happening around and i think it's also the job of we press to help them steady the ship and say okay yeah these are the people we have available. Sorry, we are sorry, we are sorry that we could not provide a cushion or a bed for you as you guys came in, right? We were in a bit of rush, meaning we lacked the structure that was needed. So we are still building, we are still in the process of furnishing our house. We, we had not furnished it yet with the needed, with the needed um tools, with the needed resources for you to be able to find these amazing filmmakers out there, these amazing storytellers out there. But gradually it yeah, with more hands, with more people, they are, there's more that what kept me up can do. There's more shock NG can do. I'm sorry, I just keep mentioning shock. There are also other people out there who I don't know yet. So there are more that other press people can do, but like these are the main outlets that I know about, right? So there are more people that we can help you to know. And gradually, we would, with more resources for us also, and when we get to to be able to invest more, we are making more money or something. We can get more writers, more researchers, and there, yeah. there's so much we even need to we need to place on the internet or in the archives from the from the past, right? That is missing that we need, we need to do historically, right? Because for now we are focusing on the present, right? Because we've lost a lot of time with the past. So at the same time, we are trying to juggle the present and the past at the same. We're trying to juggle it together at the same time. And it could be a little bit difficult sometimes, but then I think with time, we'll definitely get down. Yeah, we'll be ready to be to provide our, our services or our knowledge to the benefits for the benefit of the of the industry, which I think should grow from here on. It can't get any worse. It can yeah. only get better. Yeah, definitely. Can you mention that one movie or TV series that you always love to rewatch? Nollywood, that would be um, a movie that I always, always watch in Nollywood. I think one that I've watched quite a lot would be Is Token, okay. that Jadio uh, uh, Shiberu. And also, uh, what's the title of this movie? The Figurine. Yeah, The Figurine also from, from um, Kunle, Kunle Afolayo. But for yeah. TV series, I've not really been a frequent watcher of a particular I've watched a lot in the past, but there's no particular that we watched and we watched that from mm. Hollywood. Yeah. So yeah, but what is yeah. it about those yeah. um movies that makes you kind of want to rewatch them several times? Um uh, for it's okay it's okay it's okay yeah for it's okay it's just the the story is just really simple right we asked for just a lot of time for just a simple story and that kind of thing. I think it was 
not perfect again, but then compared to the others and to the ones around it, it's the execution of the story, right? And yeah, the acting, the time it came into the industry. I, I just saw it, I think, this year, this year, Valentine's, and since then I've watched it a couple of times. So I was like, wow, this is really, this is a really fine, fine movie. For a long time, I didn't watch it, but then ever since I watched it, I've watched it multiple times. So it's just the, the simplicity of this story and how it's executed, like, okay, yeah, the film knew what they were doing going into this and they didn't try to do too much. And this particular one that they've told, they did it just fine. And yeah, being romantic comedy, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm a sucker for those kind of movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've seen a Hollywood movie that's done it well. Yeah, I, I just keep get, going back to it. Yeah. Yeah, also maybe, yeah, I did Shower Road there also. Yeah, I think I've also seen that one a, lot, a number of times, Shower Road there, Tunde Kenlana. Yeah, that's on YouTube. I also, I've also watched that a lot of times, and I go back to it from time to time due to to the political nature of the movie and how evergreen it is. Yeah, for that reason, I always go back to Shawwood also. Okay, Nollywood is growing every day, and you know people are making different concerted efforts to improve different things for you like um what do you think filmmakers or industry um professionals should kind of focus on what needs urgent attention going to our reviews and most of our uh, complaints recently i guess just the story and the way they form their story i don't know if there's I don't know if there's a rush, but there's no need for a rush, but uh, just notice some gaps in the story or some impossible things sometimes in the story. You know, oh, okay, if this has happened in the first act or that kind of, it cannot be happening at this point of the movie. Why is this here right now? Or a scene that is dragging for too long and adding nothing to the just I think and 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 there's one that film like maybe dimension filmmakers want to do, or I don't know, maybe they're trying to create a new kind of language that okay what should be the nigerian language of cinema but at the same time i don't think it should be that kind of superfluous uh uh element to it that okay yeah it's nigeria the scene can drag for as long as it wants people would watch it yeah that gets man scene it's really needed let's just show that gets man do it do his thing at the gates and how we interact with the visitor even when it had it had nothing to the to the story but then in the cutting room trim it off it's not needed it doesn't doesn't uh pull the story forward it doesn't make the story it doesn't help the story to to get to the finish point or to the end line and also outside the films themselves i'll say we need structure yeah they should filmmakers should not keep going like this because by the time things get bigger and bigger it might be too late to build the structure if you get what i mean Mm. Now that things have not yet overgrown, or still, there's still time to build that structure that is needed, right? Different uh, associations or groups that are needed, even the Nollywood press. And we should meet also, right? We'd like to know, let us know the definite number of people reporting Nollywood films in Nigeria. Let us meet, let's deliberate from time to time. Let's have these important discussions. There are discussions to have or maybe even difficult being that people are not getting paid that much yet for it. But then we really need to have them and build it now, right? It's what you build at this moment that you can now, it's what we, what foundations we lay now that we can build more stuff on and 
the sky will just be the starting point and even the limit. So I think the structures needed should be built ASAP, ASAP, because more (laughs) bright minds are coming and then the more people are going to get involved. And by that time, when there are too many people, then people it just keep going like that. Ah, okay, we don't need the structure. We are too many. It's too late, this and that. So anybody who has the power to do it right now, please get to building a structure. There's a structure that's needed in Hollywood for the writers. They should have a structure, the directors, the things like that. Yeah, they are really, even the Nigerian film board, censors board, they should also add more stuff to their to their uh, roles or what they do, not just about saying uh, money ritual film should not be done or this and that. Maybe we need more stuff from them. Yeah. So, but then we know that government they've not really had much input also to what has the success of the entertainment industry. It's mostly been the entertainment industry, the music and film themselves just doing their things and getting helping Nigeria and putting us out there on the global stage. So I think any individual who can do it at the moment, they should please and please get to building that structure. A lot of people would would need it in the nearest future. How can people keep up with, you know, your your work? How can people keep up with what kept me up? We can keep up with us. You can find us. We have a blog, right? So we publish the essays, our, our reviews and our news. From time to time where we can that's on what kept me up.com we're also on instagram and on twitter where we get we try to engage uh, our followers in other ways right beyond this news right because there are other ways for people to develop a film culture doing throwbacks helping them to understand different fun facts and historical things and stuff like that yeah so on instagram and on social and on uh, Twitter at what WTMUP, and we also just opened the TikTok account yesterday. So, for okay. any young audience out there who is on TikTok, we're also on TikTok at what kept me up. So, everywhere, just touch what kept me up, I think would appear on the first page. Okay. And um, I guess, yeah, you're open to filmmakers sending you press kits. Yeah, definitely, of course. <laughs> we want to get your news out to uh, over 8,000 monthly uh, visitors right? and growing. Of course, we are still growing. So get, let's help you get your news out there. If you have a trailer coming out, a po- a, even if it's a poster, right? Right. Because I think maybe filmmakers think, okay, it's it's, uh, it's just a poster. It's just a thing, right? I can do that on my own because I'll get it out there on my own. But then a lot of people, a lot of your viewers miss this news or they miss this particular thing because there's only so many filmmakers they can follow to keep up with this news when uh-huh. each filmmaker is posting it on their own personal account so people will just follow their favorite but then true press outlets like us that we are publishing everything when you work with us right we help you to get the news out there and people can always know that oh they would find the news on what kept me up and they would always find your news there so just even if it's as small as a poster or or a teaser or anything just reach out to us via dms on instagram on twitter and of course would gladly would gladly publish a new story about your your film or your project any kind of project you have yeah nice and um you're also open to new people that want to write for your blog yes that's also if you also write and you write film essays right Few messages, 
embedded in Hollywood that is deeply rooted in Hollywood, we would really love that at the moment, those kind of essays. Even though uh, we have fixed writers who mostly write our reviews, but then other kind of film essays and analytical stuff, we appreciate them and just reach out to us. We accept those also from guest writers. Yeah. All right. Thank, thanks, Ikea D. It was nice having you on the Niger Filmmaker. Thank you so much for having me. We have come to the end of this episode. Remember to rate and review the podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Selegal Film and the podcast at the Niger Film Pod to share your feedback. You can now support the podcast by visiting the website to donate. See you on the next episode. Have a good one.